I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening in this week. Um, We are having Discipleship Conference at our church, and I am super excited. I am also already tired. I'm recording this Sunday. hadn't even started yet, and I'm already tired. (laughs) So I'm going to say that's a spiritual attack. That's what I'm saying because I don't – do y'all get this way where something awesome is going to happen? You've been looking forward to it all year, and then it comes, and you're like, "Mm, I think I'm just too tired to go. And usually uh, during these times, you know, churches from all over the country um, come to our church, and we just talk about discipleship and what that looks like and what it looks like in the local church and – you know, different ways to implement it. And it's just a awesome time. Um, and I just feel closer to the Lord, learning more stuff and getting to connect with other people as well. And seeing people year after year is just really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. I'm like, maybe I just won't go. I'm going, I'm going. Cause it's my flesh saying that, but I'm going, how's your week been though? How's your Monday starting out? You're going to hear this on Monday. So happy Monday morning to you. Um, I wanted to talk about practice this week. I um, have been reading this book. I actually have it in my hand, so you're going to hear like pages flip. That might be unprofessional, but if you're listening here, you know I'm not very professional. It's called Broken Escalators by Peter Haas, H-A-A-S. And I ended up getting this book from my friend. Um, We went on a mission trip together, and this book was given to the missionaries that were going through the marriage conference. Um, And it's just been really cool. It is, uh, it says, funny and frightful lessons about moth eating and moving to the next level. (laughs) So it's been pretty, uh, pretty neat book. But I read something this past week, and it says, how to become an expert. This doesn't really sound like a spiritual book in the way that I've just kind of (laughs) worded all these things, but it's actually really good insight to what matters and what you really should be doing. Um, But this little part from the book says, uh, a while ago I read about a research psychologist, Anders Erickson, who made the case that it takes an average of 10,000 hours of deliberate practice at a skill before you become an expert. By expert, we're talking about a person who derives a significant amount of success or income from a specific skill. End quote. Uh, So I I thought that was interesting. Um, He's talking about writing sermons and things like that. And uh, you just think about 10,000 hours of practice. (laughs) Who's got time to do that at one thing? Um, I spend 10,000 hours at something, at a bunch of different stuff. I'm probably the least um, goal-oriented person you'll meet. I'm not very ambitious. These are not things to brag about, but I'm just, you know, kind of like, oh, whatever, it's cool. Um, But I do think it's really important just to kind of think about that for a minute. So if you are a kid or you're talking to your kid or some kid off the side of the road, whatever, and they're trying to learn to ride their bike and they fall. And then what do we always say? We say, hey, It's okay, get back up. Practice makes perfect, right? Obviously, we're in our flesh. Ain't nobody going to be perfect. But 
that's what we say to them anyway. Also, practice makes perfect. Or like when they're drawing something and they're like, oh, I can't draw this head right. Or my heart's all messed up and, you know, I can't do anything. And they're throwing crayons. And you say, hey, it's okay. Like, let's sit down and we'll try it again. You know, practice makes perfect. We just got to keep practicing it. The more you practice it, the better you'll get at it. And so we kind of understand this from an adult perspective. When it comes to certain things we might get frustrated that we're not good at it but if you really kind of look at your life and what you spend your hours doing some of y'all might but uh, a lot of us I don't think really are very intentional in practicing certain things to get better at a skill like I'm super quitter I'm a quitter if I'm trying something and it's just not working out I'm not really good at it and I'm like I don't really want to do this anyway it's fine (laughs) This is, this is dumb. I have no interest in it. It might be something I actually really want to do, but um, I'll usually get frustrated and just be like, I ain't got time for this, and I'll move on. And so I don't even try to practice at it. Um, but uh, I thought it was interesting to look up the definition of practicing. So this is from the Oxford Language Dictionary, and it says, practice the so these are the two nouns um two noun definitions the actual application or use of an idea belief or method as opposed to theories relating to it Uh, the customary habitual or expected procedure or way of doing something and then the uh, two verb definitions are perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency Um, And then the next one is carry out or perform a particular activity, method, or custom habitually or regularly. So that is practicing. Sometimes we think practicing is not really actually doing something, but practicing is doing something. You're actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like just practice it. It's like really you're just saying just do it, Nike. That's not, I didn't mean to do that. But you know what I mean? Like just keep doing it. You might call it practice. I feel like maybe that has a negative connotation to it. To me, maybe I've got baggage about it because I am a quitter. But if you just keep doing it. um, And so I think it's important to take everything really from a a spiritual perspective. And you think, okay, ask yourself, what, what do you practice? What have you been practicing? Because you're doing something. You've been practicing doing stuff every day, all day long. Um, I don't know, quit saying practicing, just you've been doing stuff all day long, every day, you're making choices, you're making decisions, you're, you're doing things. So what have you been doing? What have you been practicing? Is it, you know, good things or bad things? What you keep doing is what are, is going to become habits, right? And it's going to build your reputation, it's going to um, build up something. So the other question to me is like, okay, if all these hours that I'm taking, you know, playing Candy Crush or like whatever, what is that really um, building up? Like not God's kingdom. And I'm not saying you can't have some rest time or whatever, but like really think about and be intentional about all these hours that you have every day and all the things that you do. Um, Because the more you do something, the more Um, you're going to get good at that one thing. And I really just don't want to be good at Candy Crush. Okay. I want to be like good um, at being a disciple maker or at telling others about the gospel, um, which is pretty much, you know, the same thing, right? Um, 
innocence uh, starts with sharing the gospel and then and then you disciple. But, you know, I want to be good at loving my children and showing them that I want to be good at um, being healthy. Can I say that? Uh, like taking care of the temple God has made uh, for me and given for me. I want to be I'm good at being a good steward of what the Lord has given me and has entrusted me for. And so I know I've read these verses before, but I will read them again. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 through 9. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So I don't know if any of y'all do any farming or gardening. Um, I like to, not because I'm good at it, but I like being outside and feeling like something is getting accomplished. And it's, so if you can follow my analogy, even if you're not a gardener, um, when you're, well, because the Bible just did that uh, with the gardening, farming thing, okay? The sowing and the reaping. Uh, so if you're you're having to work hard, you know, turning the soil, um, getting it ready and planting the seeds and making sure you're nurturing the seeds and, you know, it's not getting too cold and it's getting enough water and, you know, they're not getting um, fried by the sun and, you know, just all these things. You're tending to them and you're checking for bugs and all this kind of stuff. And, um and the hard work that you do when you sow these good things, then you're going to reap the benefits. You're going to see the fruit or the vegetables or the flowers that come up out of it. And it's the same thing with the decision making that we do, uh, practicing uh, the choices that we make is we do all this hard work. And are we seeing the spiritual fruit of these things? And if you're not seeing spiritual fruit in your life, you know, can you ask yourself like, hey, first of all, do I it's like my spirit inside of me alive again, you know, because they say, they say, the Bible says Adam, um, when he first sinned, his spirit died. God said, uh, if you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. And then he was talking about his spirit. And so everybody after Adam was born with a dead spirit. And so for your spirit to be made alive again, the Lord has to give you a new birth. And so when you say, Father, I I'm a sinner and I've done wrong things and I was born a sinner. Like without you, there's nothing um, that I can do that is right. I need you to forgive me. You're the only one that can forgive me. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I know you sacrificed yourself so I could be reconciled to God. And I just pray that you forgive me of my sins and be Lord of my life. Right. And then your spirit comes alive again and you have his spirit within you. So that's the first step to making sure you get some spiritual fruit is that you have to have your spirit actually alive within you. And only God can do that. Um, and the next thing is that, you know, maybe you do um, have accepted Jesus as your Savior, but you're, you have unconfessed sin in your life, unrepentant sin. And those that is important for you to go to the Father and say, hey, I, I made a bad choice. I did this and that was a sin against you and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. So you've got to make things right with Christ um, even after you're saved. I don't believe you can lose your salvation, but you still need to confess your sin and um, turn away from your sin. And then the next thing is to make sure that you're following his will. Again, how do you know his will? You read his word, right? So if you're looking for uh, spiritual fruit, you can say like, okay, does this fruit look like spiritual stuff? <laughs> 
I mean, that's like basic, easy recognition there. Or, you know, me losing my temper with my kids. Nah, that's some bad fruit. That's not some good spiritual fruit. Because I've been practicing um, not being consistent and uh, practicing being more emotional and in my flesh than practicing um, having wisdom and, and being in my spirit with my kids. And so... Anyways, I think it was just really interesting to hear about what he was saying that psychologists had said could be completely wrong. They change what they say most of the time anyways as far as uh, the medical field. But um, but it is, I think, uh, just what the Bible is saying anyways is if you whatever you uh, sow, you're going to reap. And so whatever you're going to spend um, time doing, and the choices that you're going to make, you're going to get the fruit of those things. And man, I really want to be more intentional with my time and with my choices so that they are um, spiritual seeds that I'm spending all this time doing. And I mean, we have a lot of time to practice and then we also don't have a lot of time to practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, you have a lot of hours, you don't want to waste them. And then also, you don't know when you're going to die, or when Jesus is going to come back, you don't want to waste them. So either way, I think um, if you can also just kind of challenge yourself and look at your life and say, like, what have I been practicing? What have I I've been doing? And if I want to get closer to the Lord, and if I really want to have some spiritual fruit, man, I need to put the work in. Um, and obviously you don't want to put the work in, in your flesh. I think sometimes it can be like, uh, how do I practice doing something not in my flesh? Um, and making sure that it's in your, your spirit. Sometimes that can be tricky. Uh, so, you know, again, just make sure you get in your daily bread from God's word and, uh, let him renew your mind in that way and pray constantly, um, because it helps you focus your eyes and the things above on Christ and God and what what he wants. So if I'm talking to the Lord, like, Lord, please help me with uh, my attitude. And I'm really frustrated right now. And these kids are driving me crazy. It sounds like I don't love my kids. I do. I love them. But siblings, man, I didn't grow up with them. And it is uh, kind of crazy over here sometimes. But um, and then if I'm talking to the Lord about it all, and then I'm like, slowly kind of remembering like, oh, yeah, let me see things from your perspective, God. Let me um, get out of my flesh and out of my emotions and remember the things of you and how you would want me to do things. So don't discredit prayer um, and definitely don't discredit his word because if you're not seeing uh, what he wants, then when you pray, you're going to probably be fine with whatever you're doing. So God is just helping you remember his words when you're praying to him. Um, and also remember um, that it's going to be in his wisdom and his strength that we're going to be capable of doing anything, right? So James 1, 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So wisdom is not something that God's going to withhold from you or only give you a little bit. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to give it like I'm going I'm to give it all to you and I'm going to freely give it to you. Just ask me for it. So we have to remember we can go to the Lord and ask him for his wisdom. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So if you're feeling like when you practice stuff and you're making choices and um, you just don't feel strong enough or you're feeling like you're getting burnt out or you keep messing up or whatever, you're depending too much on yourself. And you have to say, oh yeah, like I don't have the strength and um, and the wisdom. Like I have to go to God and his you know, treasure house and and that's probably not what it's called, um, and get wisdom and strength from him so that I am capable by his strength and wisdom to, to do these things. And so, um, you can do that daily. And then of course, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So remember, it's not your own strength. It's not your own doing. Um, you're going to really be discouraged if you depend upon yourself. So practice, the things um, of God so that you can reap um, the spiritual seeds that you're planting with God's help. And um, and then the song this week I'm going to add to the playlist. Uh, Y'all have probably heard we've been singing it a lot in church and then I've been hearing it on the radio and I'm like, yeah, these lyrics, like they are my soul. They are so good. Um, Goodness of God by Bethel Music. Uh, some of the lyrics are, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in the darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And I'll link uh, that song in the playlist in the show notes. But um, I just hope that that song also is just kind of your life purpose. It's like all my life. If I'm able to, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God and your, and your life choices and decisions should also reflect that we should live a life of gratitude, um, by following his will and, uh, making sure that we live according to his words as well. So if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walk with Jesus podcast, or email me at walk with Jesus podcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Mm-hmm.